Check, check. Check, check. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. I'd like to wish everyone a happy August and also a happy back to school. I've heard that some people are already going back. I know here in in Williamson County, uh, my younger cousins who are in school still, they're going back, I think, next week or maybe even the end of this week. So to any kids out there listening, welcome back to your favorite time of the year. Um, and I want to begin the episode like I always do by thanking those of you who support the show, support our ministry th- here at the Katinas. And for those of you who are part of our community, thank you for being a part. This podcast is just a small part of what we do. Um, and we're glad to be able to share it with you all on uh, wherever you listen to your podcast and also on YouTube. If you'd like to see us on video, you can do that at the Katinas. Um, and if you want to learn more about what the Katinas do, what our cousin community is, the best way to do that is to visit thekatinas.com. Uh, you'll probably see my dad and, and his brothers, my uncles on there, and maybe even see me on the website one day. But thank you in advance for doing that. All right. So if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see I have two two good looking young men here at the table with me. They're not generally guests on the show. They're special guests. Uh, They've been on the podcast before. I think Tere at least twice. Yeah, I think. Yeah, at least twice. And then, Dan, have you been on twice? I've been on. twice. Okay, so you guys are veterans of the show, but it's your first time being here in this environment. Um, at least on the show. I know you guys spend a lot of time at this house, but I wanted to give you guys an opportunity real quick for maybe people who are new to the show. Just introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what your connection is to the Katinas. I'll go first. Um, My name is Daniel Thompson. I'm 27. I'm from a little city outside of Huntington Beach, California called Westminster. Um, I lived there for most of my life. And then back in 2019, I moved here to Franklin to intern with Love Squared, and over that was four years ago. Actually, wow. that's crazy. Yeah, um, over the past four years, I've gone from interning with Love Squared to being on staff, um, and now this past October, oof, about I think that was eight nine months ago. No, ten months ago. Yeah, um, I got married, mm-hmm. met a girl, so I'm pretty much in Tennessee for good. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Nicole. Yeah, shout out to Nicole. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's all I've got for my intro. Yeah, and as you said earlier, I'm Tere. Uh, Tere is my nickname. My whole name's Terenuku. I'm from American Samoa. I've been here three years now. Um, and just like Dan, I started off as an intern, uh, but instead I got drafted by the Katinas instead of Love Square. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and ever, I mean, been riding ever since. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we're all part of the same team. I, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, uh, so. I'm glad that it's just us three here today and not the uncles because <laughs> I think a lot of people probably see obviously what the uncles do. They're kind of on there. You see their faces a lot. And um, but it takes a lot to do what they do. Their ministry is more than right. just the five of them. There's a, a lot of people involved that work really hard to to make what they do happen. And two, two of them are you guys. Mm. And I thought it was appropriate. I'm glad that we're here in this house because um, what a lot of people probably don't know is that, well, they know that I work for the Katinas, but the way I spend Monday through Friday, my mornings are here at this table. And often I'll get here and the only person, other person here is you today. Yeah, dude. No, it's it's funny. I'll, like, I'll wake up uh, and I'll like be like chilling in my room. And all of a sudden, I'll just hear the door open. I'll be like, oh, Josh is here. <laughs> yeah. So you live here in this house. Yes. Yeah. I lived uh, right in the corner room of the house. We, we may have talked about this on past episodes, but I, I want to ask you again. Is it weird living in the same place that you work? Yes. But it's gotten a lot more comfortable now mm-hmm. uh, to the point where I think we did talk about this on one of the other episodes where like I used to split my room and the office with like work and like leisure. Yeah. But it's gotten more to a point where it's just like if I need to work, then I just need to work and when mm-hmm. I'm not working, then I can do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like having spaces, it's more of just like times. Let let me ask you this. 
for the people listening, because I was talking about there's a lot that goes on with the Katinas. Could you guys tell me kind of what your role is on a day to day basis, what you're doing for the Katinas or Love Squared? Yeah. Uh, so I'm like I work production. Uh, my I'm a man with many names. <laughs> uh, I kind of just do any any tech work that uh, is needs to be done here at the office. If Joey's not around, then I'm I'm there to help pick up the slack. Joey's another part a guy who's a part of the team. Shout out Joey. Shout out Joey. Joey's Kassara. the best. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm pretty much just the tech guy. Cool. Yeah, I work more with Love Squared, uh, and weekly I meet with high school kids at the uh, actually local high school right across the street, Franklin. Yeah. Um, and I meet with them for a Bible study uh, Thursday night. So if Thursday night comes and you guys are happen to remember, just keep us in your prayers. Um, but Wednesday mornings we have meetings at this very table right here mm. every Wednesday. Um, and then my main other responsibility for Love Squared is um, if you are a Love Squared partner and you've ever had to contact us, I am most likely the person you're that the you've guy emailed or, or <laughs> called and talked to. So those are like the three main things that I do. Awesome. Well, I thought it would be appropriate today since school is coming back and our audience, they get to hear all kinds of stories and learn a lot about my dad and my uncles. I would love to kind of get to know you guys a little bit better. And so I want to go take you guys back to your school days. And I want to ask you specifically high school, because I feel like you can learn a lot about a person by asking this, but I want to know what kind of person, you, what kind of student were you like, who were you in high school? Not just academically, but also like socially. What, what were you? Um, Josh, we, I think we graduated the same year. 14? Like, yeah, 2014. Yep. Okay, yeah, so. Your 10 years coming up. I bro. know, that's so, <laughs> I wanted to go first because this is pretty far from my mind. But, Y'all are old. Um, <laughs> um, in high school, I, I played two sports for most of it, um, just basketball and football, and then I did track and volleyball my senior year. Um, so I was like. I think at the time I would hate to label myself as this, but now looking back, I was pretty much a typical jock. Yeah. That, like that's fine. Yeah. Dude. Just like the just, world needs jocks. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> I was just going to school to play sports and, um, academically I wasn't a terrible student. Uh-huh. Um, but I wasn't a, a great student. I, my parents may not love me saying this, but C's get degrees. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was C's and B's all the way through high school. Um, but socially, I I kind of hung around. It was weird. My high school, I don't know if you guys this was like this, but, like, the football team, it was, like, clicky. Yeah, clicky. I think that's typical. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, yeah. like, because I I, th- I feel like because I just played multiple sports, I was in a couple different cliques. Uh-huh. Um, the, the group that I did try to get in with that I didn't fit in with, but they were, like, I thought they were really cool was, like, the theater kids. Oh. I thought those guys were, like, awesome. <laughs> nice. Um, and mainly I think it was a part of, like, putting yourself out there to be on stage uh-huh. and like embarrass yourself or do something like that. But that was pretty much, um, jockish, decent grades, mm-hmm. pretty o- open to being in whatever clique would have me. Did you, did you go to public school? In I high did school? go to public okay, school. Yeah. The school that I went to, uh, had when I was there had 2,700 kids. Okay. And we graduated with like 700. Wow. Kids and That's yeah, big. It was a, it was a long graduation. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as me, uh, I played just football. We weren't really allowed to play any other sports if we played football because it was a year-round thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I did my senior year. I wasn't able. I was unfortunately unable to play football because I had some uh, health issues. Okay. But I ended up going in a musical. Oh. So Where you were talking about theater kids, I was like, I, I was a theater kid. <laughs> I would have never known that, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, were you? On stage acting and yeah. oh, uh, what was what was the musical? The Sound of Music. Okay, who were you? I was the guy that sings that you are sixteen. Oh. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I, was That's awesome. <laughs> I cannot see that. That's yeah, awesome. it's yeah, it was a while Did ago. Did you have to like dye your hair for that? No, but okay. I never mind. <laughs> it was, I mean, if you know the Sound of Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, none of us had to dye our hair. We did have like a bunch of costumes and like yeah, makeup, sure. but yeah. it wasn't like. Yeah. Super uh, expensive on the production. But, uh, yeah, uh, I played football. I was in a musical. 
Uh, as far as like academics, I mean, I I got mostly like A's and B's. Uh, there was like a couple C's, but like I I get in trouble if I got C's and stuff. Uh-huh. So, uh, as far as like clicks, I didn't really ever have a click. Hmm. I don't know if that's weird. I kind of just like wandered from group to group. Yeah, yeah. and just like hung out with everybody. Uh, yeah. And you went to high school in Samoa, right? Yes, sir. I went to Tafuna High School. So, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, you moved to Samoa. How old were you? I think I was 12. I was 11 or 12. Okay, so middle school yeah. age. I had five weeks left of eighth grade when I moved. Okay, right. So, you, you kind of st- moved there and then basically started high school? Yeah. So, w- were you kind of like the new kid, like, your oh, freshman yeah. year? What was that like for you? Uh... It was it was nice because I did have like the five weeks in eighth grade where I like met people. Sure. So when I went to high school, at least I knew like a handful of kids. But then everybody else was like, I mean, because when you go to high school, like school, like sep- different schools merge. So th- there's like kids meeting other kids for the first time. But also because I'm uh, a quarter Caucasian, everybody looks at you weird uh-huh. uh, because of that as well. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like. There was a barrier, but there wasn't a barrier. Yeah. And, like, people were friendly, but some people just didn't like me. But there's right. nothing, nothing much I could really do about it. I, I can kind of relate to being the new kid because I – so from in – what was it? Sixth – no, fifth, sixth, and seventh grade, I was homeschooled. And then I went back to public school in eighth grade with some of the kids that I went to, like, elementary school with, but also new kids. So, like, my eighth grade year – I was the new kid in school, and so I remember kind of the social awkwardness that I had to go through and just being 13 years old, being insecure, and having to meet a bunch of other 13-year-olds who – 13-year-olds can be kind of mean. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Especially when they speak a language that you don't speak. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Josh, why were you uh, homeschooled? I I didn't know you. So I went to public school – first through fourth grade and then in fifth grade it was at a time where my dad was touring it was probably the most touring he was doing like at least in my lifetime yeah and the way their schedule works is and it's the same today is that they usually would be home during the week and then travel on the weekends right Right. and so the way that worked out it was like i was not seeing my dad hardly at all Mm. um, because I'd be at school during the week but then on the weekend when I'm home he's out of town and so same for Eli so my parents decided that my dad really wanted to see me and Eli more and so they decided to homeschool us so that the main reason was so that we could just spend more time with our dad honestly and so did you guys uh, travel with them is that yeah. the tour bus days? Yes. Okay. So the, yeah. there, I have a lot of memories of that time That's in my awesome. life. We were traveling uh, on the road with them. One of my favorite memories from that was we uh, we were homeschooled, so my teacher was my mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And she decided uh, – my mom was very gracious looking back on it, like <laughs> dealing with me and Eli, not be only being our mom but also our teacher – um, but she decided we needed to have a field trip. So it worked out that my dad and uncles were going on a trip to sing in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And so um, they took the bus. So me and Eli and my mom all got on the bus and we did, had our field trip to D.C. And I'm actually remembering this now, dude. You, your family was in Baltimore yeah, at the time. I was about to say, if you guys went That's to D.C., funny. you probably stopped by and saw Yeah, I remember your dad... Uh, he met up with us and he kind of showed us around. I, I couldn't be remembering this wrong, but you, I feel like your dad had connections or knew somebody who was like associated with the Secret Service. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this is really cool. Not a lot of people get to do this. I got to go. He your dad's. I don't know if it's your friend, his friend or I don't know who it is. We yeah. won't put him on. Back, <laughs> he uh, showed us. He took us to like the uh, this garage where they kept all the presidential motorcade cars. Oh, yeah. wow. So I got to see the cars that the president traveled in, that and like so I cool. saw like the glass was like literally this thick, yeah. and wow. the tire. He showed us all the cool stuff, and then uh, I remember he showed us to 
the secret services has had dogs like uh what are they called german shepherd dogs yeah the canines and they kind of did a demonstration of like this is how they can find this stuff and this is the command to make them attack and all that stuff so yeah that's funny i totally forgot that your dad was there because you guys were in your family was in baltimore at that time right yes yeah it's funny because when you when you mentioned going to dc i was like there's like a 90% chance someone in my family went to go see them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's funny. I also, another story with your dad, because didn't your dad used to work for Southwest yeah. at one point? Okay, so the very first time I ever flew on a plane by myself, I think I was 10 years old, maybe even younger. And it was during the homeschooling mm-hmm. time of my life. But I had school and then uh for the weekend like as a treat my my parents flew me out to meet up with my dad and his brothers who were in baltimore or the baltimore area and i was flying by myself and the way we worked it out was i flew from nashville i think at a layover in like cleveland and then flew into baltimore and your dad was literally working so he just waited at the gate and picked me up from my first flight yeah I never knew that story. Yeah. yeah, I remember that clearly. Yeah. I I remember it because when you're like young, I don't know if you guys ever flew by yourselves when you were a kid, but yep. when you're young, they make they basically like assign you like a flight attendant who's mm-hmm. kind of like your guardian on the plane. And so it was her job to like make sure I got to my where I was supposed to go when I got off of the plane and uh we land in Baltimore and this flight attendant, she kind of walks me off of the plane and I'm just waiting at the gate and your dad wasn't not there. <laughs> like he was late. And so this lady was, uh, the flight attendant was, we probably waited for like 10, 15 minutes and she, I guess had somewhere to go. So she just found like the person who was working at the gate is like, can you watch this boy? Someone's coming <laughs> to get him. And I was sort of getting nervous. It's like, I hope my uncle remembered. <laughs> That's but funny. he showed up eventually, and everything what went well. Memory. That's funny. Yeah, considering that's the man that always stressed being on time. <laughs> he was, so in, in his defense, he was working oh, too, yeah. so he probably. I'm sure there was more important things that he was dealing with. But, um, well, I staying on the subject of school, and I think Dan, you're probably a good guy to, to ask this question because we're coming up on 10 years. 20 next year is going to be yeah. our 10 years since we graduated high school, yep. which is weird to think about, but. I wanted to ask you, because you spent a lot of time with high schoolers. Yes. Uh, definitely more time than I do yeah. spending with high schoolers. I want to ask you, like, as you see young people today mm-hmm. who are 10 years or more younger than you now, yeah. um, what are the similarities you see with, like, their experience in high school to yours? And if any, what are the differences? Yeah. Um a good question i think one of the biggest similarities <laughs> almost messed up that word similarities uh is um in what like love squared is all about it's like all about leadership and one of the biggest similarities is that when i was graduating high school and now and i'm sure like what is it, 10 years from now um uh, there's always going to be kids that are like great leaders but haven't been reached and they haven't been mm. like encouraged to um, lead others or lead the people around them so they don't know. Um, another similarity I notice this a lot is the pressure to like be really good at one thing. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's really hard, especially when you feel like you're, because uh, sometimes it can be like a, a a goal that like is almost unreachable. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest differences that like makes that uh, pressure to be really good at one thing even harder is when I when we were going to high school, um, social media was still at like the the baby. Like Snapchat was still very. We were all learning space. how to use it. Yeah, still. MySpace yeah. and Facebook. Uh, we were a little after MySpace, yeah. but like Twitter wasn't very big. Instagram wasn't very big. It was like catching its um, its uptick. Nothing but like what it is. Today. Yeah, now yeah. it's like it, it's almost like every kid is like on blast on how good they're they're living their life so or doing things. So. Yeah. Those those would be like the two big the couple biggest and uh, same similarities and yeah. differences. I, I think if kids today 
saw what we were posting on Instagram and Twitter when we were in high school, they'd be like, you guys are yeah. weird. I actually just saw a meme. Do you remember the Kanye glasses? With the, oh, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I had them. I had them, too. Yeah. I just saw a meme of, like, I can't believe this is what you guys wore back in the day. Dude, if you scroll back far enough on my Facebook, that was a picture of me wearing a lime green pair of those yeah. things. Uh, my profile picture. That was <laughs> it, bro. I think I have a same picture, but with the blue ones. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dude, I like obviously when you're at that age you're really starting to um explore what it means to be an individual like you're finding your identity Mm -hmm. and i think that's a natural part of being a young teen or uh but now like it seems to me like i see it even in my younger cousins a huge part of their identity is what their Instagram feed looks like or like what their TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess if it wasn't social media, it would probably be something it else. It would be something else. Yeah. But that's such a unique thing to yeah. me. Like I didn't, I remember having a, I had social media when I was their age, but it wasn't nearly as big of a part mm-hmm. of like yep. what my, social status was or like my image like it just kind of was we were all just learning how to use it we really didn't understand even the power of social media at that Mm -hmm. point and so when i see my younger cousins and they are (laughs) i don't know if this is the right way to say it they're really good at social media like it's funny you say that somebody one of the kids that i meet with uh, in our group followed me on instagram like halfway through the last school year and he came to group and he was like, dude, you only have like 400 followers. I yeah. was like, what? I, that like stuck with me because uh-huh. I was like, what? Am I supposed <laughs> to have more? Yeah. Like, I'm a 27-year-old guy. I don't. Yeah. I know. I was like, whoa. <laughs> that is such a weird pressure, though, to have. Like, yeah. that the number of people following you is like, uh, that is a, a valid thing to judge somebody on. Right. Like, it's, it's such a unique thing. Like, yeah. yeah having to impress people that i mean 400 followers to me if you're a high school kid and you have 400 followers i'm like that makes sense to me (laughs) like do you know more than 400 people (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh but i know that there's like and you guys know this there's 15 16 year olds that have literally millions of people that follow them which is that's kind of weird in itself but like um i don't know i'm glad that I don't think I was that worried about how many people were following yeah. me or how many likes I was getting. And and not to say that I'm better than anyone. I'm sure if Same. I was a 15 year old today, yeah. that probably yeah. would be yeah. important to me. Yeah. But it's funny. Cause right. So I graduated 2018. I don't know if I said that earlier, Okay. but like right around 2017, 2018, my senior year, everybody was like starting to get worried about like, Oh, who, how many people do you have on Snapchat? Mm. Yeah. How many followers do you have? And that was, like, kind of what, det- like, who was determined as, like, the cool people. Yeah. yeah. Which was, like, kind of weird to me. Because, like, usually it was just, like, the athletes were the cool people. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, somebody's got a hundred more followers than somebody. And I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to ask you guys, because um, one thing that we kn- we know now about social media is that it's curated to, like, feed you the kind of content that it thinks that you're going to be interested in and i've i maybe a month or two ago i asked my wife i said honey what do you think about andrew tate oh do you guys know who andrew tate is she's never heard of him huh she never heard of him nicole hasn't either and there's probably people that are watching or listening they've never heard of him but i think he is his content and there's a lot of other content creators like him that are targeting specifically young men, mm. men even younger than us, honestly, like high school age men. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, we're in our twenties, I think. Um, but I, 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 I was baffled. I was like, I cannot believe my wife has never heard of Andrew Tate. Cause I thought he was like the most famous person yeah. on the me internet. Too. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense to me. Like, why would she want to hear? Right. What he has <laughs> right. To say? Yeah. That makes a lot That's, of yeah, sense. The things, but, yeah. I'm curious, like, you guys don't have to, we don't have to get too deep into it if you don't want to, but, like, 
what do you what are your guys thoughts on like his overall message and like that kind of oh, okay. side of social media because do you guys know what i'm talking about yeah 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 i thought you were about to ask what what's showing up on our feed yeah. I was oh like, no well <laughs> <laughs> maybe it says something about me that i get a lot of andrew tate no, stuff bro i get and a couple things I, i'll i'll get a lot of like repost of andrew yeah. tate uh-huh and then, like, it'll be, like, Subway Surfer underneath him or something. <laughs> Maybe I should explain who Andrew Tate is. If, that'll probably Because we probably, probably help, don't. Yeah. There's people who are listening. Who is that? He's a guy who I would say, like, maybe last year, um, maybe a little earlier than last year, he started going viral on, like, TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. He's a very controversial figure because he's, like, they call him part of, like, Red Pill Twitter, Red Pill hmm. uh social media and essentially what his content is is like it's sharing with young men like his philosophy on how to be like an alpha alpha. yeah Yeah. like a how to get rich how to get girls to throw themselves at you the kind of stuff that really resonates with teenage boys (laughs) and and um i think the thing about andrew tate is that this is my opinion. He says a lot of absurd things and you guys may not, you can disagree with me, but he also, there's a lot of things in there too that I agree with if I'm being Mm -hmm. honest. And some of it's kind of ugly. Like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe I'm giving him too much uh, (laughs) press right now, but I don't know. He says stuff that's way out there. Like some people will call it sexist or misogynistic Mm -hmm. or, hateful and but then he sprinkles in some truth here right. and there too yeah. he's really big on like traditional values mm-hmm. but patriarchy yeah, yeah yeah but he also what i see like he doesn't always live out like traditional values yeah um but i want to ask you guys what do you think about that and i'm curious dan sorry today i'm hey, curious hey. about you too but i wonder if you know any guys that are like any oh, love square guys that oh, are love like square. into oh. into andrew tate stuff just young young kids um I don't know, actually. That's yeah. if if there are that it doesn't get brought up around okay. me, which I'm I'm okay with. Oh yes, there is one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna say his name, but he's definitely like I think the way he carries himself, you can tell. Ted just kind of remind just reminded me of him, but yeah. um, I don't like honest. I'm gonna be honest. Most of the things I see are like of his are like very are the very controversial things that yeah. people are replying to. It's not like his original uh, video. Okay. So I see all the bad stuff um, <laughs> and all this stuff that I see. I'm like, yo, yeah, this guy is not it. Yeah, but, no, he's out there. Yeah, but maybe you have a more of a, an opinion or whatever. Uh, I think I'd probably side with Josh. I think he has, he has said, and he does say like a lot of, uh, like, generally out of pocket stuff or like stuff that he shouldn't be saying. But then there is, like, a little bit of truth behind, like, what he's saying or, like, it's just the way he says it. It, like, does not come across well. But not everything he says is, like, true. But sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm just like, he has a point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think whether or not you agree with what he says, I do think there's something to be learned that one of the guys who's, like, one of the most recognizable names on like meme culture in the internet right now is somebody who his message is for young men. Mm. Mm. I think when you think of like social media, like the stereotype is like the girls who like post their cute little pictures and they have the flowers and all the, like you think of like a girl who's obsessed with what her Instagram is, or Mm. at least that's what I do. But I think we're also missing that young men are, they want to be spoken to just as much and it's just as important. And Andrew Tate is striking a chord that I think has been waiting to be struck for a long time. And I just think about like young teenage boys. I think the fact that a guy like Andrew Tate has such a large platform it's a symptom of the fact that there's a lot of young men out there who don't have strong role models, yeah, who don't have someone who 
they look to as an example or for wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so it totally makes sense to me that a guy who is speaking to them and he's successful air quotes and he's rich, he's famous, he's got beautiful women all around him. It totally makes sense to me that that guys, young men are gravitating to that because they don't see sadly a lot of examples of like strong men in their lives right now. Mm -hmm. I think that goes back a little bit to what I was talking about, how like, the one of the biggest similarities between when we were in high school and now is like there's still a lot of leaders out there that like haven't been encouraged to lead and honestly in that same sense are like so impressionable that like when someone as like polarizing as Andrew Tate or um I don't want to say the other guy's name but Andrew Tate comes up it's like oh yeah that like I agree with that because that's a strong dude Uh like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, he believes what he says, yeah. stuff like that. There's like, there's a whole branch of content pr- creators now, like that are like that, that are basically sh- sharing that same mes- same yeah, message, yeah. like be an alpha, be strong, oh, don't, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like that's if you want to go viral on on like s- social media right now, that's a quick way to do it. <laughs> is post something that's, that's like a little controversial tor- targeted towards young men and you'll blow up yeah. quick. That's a, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. When did he is he a boxer or something? Kickboxer. Oh, he's a kickboxer. He's a kickboxer, yeah. He he was like a world champion kickboxer gotcha. at one point gotcha. and then something happened. I don't I can't remember yeah. exactly. Ha- have you guys uh has Eli told you guys about his newest venture, uh newest thing that he's like I guess you is call it, it a hobby? Not golf. Is he kickboxing? Not kick <laughs> close. He is joined he jiu-jitsu? a jujitsu gym. Oh, that is scary. He didn't tell you guys no. this. No, but That's I would hate terrifying, to find. Actually. I would hate to find out. Have you guys ever done anything like that? I did. Yeah. You did jujitsu. I did karate. Okay. My, my little Mikey, actually, my little brother does jujitsu. Oh really? Dude, it's yeah. That stuff is dangerous. I've never. Eli, I'll have to have him on soon. But yeah. he was telling he was telling me stories. He's like been a part of this jujitsu gym for like a month now. Is it Gracie Barra? Or no, it it's not. It's actually a guy who uh, I graduated from high school with him. He's like, he r- owns the gym here. It's near Nashville. He's oh, like wow. a black belt, a jujitsu black belt. And yeah. I don't know that much about it, but e- the stories Eli tells me, like, you guys know Eli. He's like a strong dude. Yeah, that's why I said that. That's kind of scary. He, yeah, dude, I, he I says, can't imagine him throwing people around. Yeah. Bro, he's not throwing people around. Like, yeah. he's getting thrown around, yeah. <laughs> which is amazing to think about. But, yeah. yeah, he's saying, like, it's one of the hardest things he's ever done. Yeah, and, but yeah that stuff is intense. Like, yeah, I won't get into especially, that. Especially, I feel like especially jujitsu though. Yeah. I think, isn't that one of, like, the harder, like, martial arts? I don't know. I don't know about harder. I think I'm not an expert, so I could everything I'm saying could be totally <laughs> wrong. But from what I've heard is that like jujitsu is one of the like jujitsu would work in the streets if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, because I took taekwondo when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I get into street fights, but if I did get in a street fight, I'm not using any of my taekwondo <laughs> yeah, stuff. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not throwing right. a a back kick or but i think jujitsu like it's pretty applicable to to any kind of like combat situation like because like you even see it in i don't know how into the ufc UFC you guys are but Mm -hmm. oftentimes like it's the guys who are really strong jujitsu fighters Mm -hmm. they're hard to beat Uh, like the common matchup is like the jujitsu guy versus the elite striker Because uh, there's no striking in jujitsu; it's all grappling yeah. and holding and stuff. And but those fights what are, are tap outs or no? Or, or no. What's that? Submissions. Submissions. Is that what they're called in? Yeah. The, the, so grappling? it's all about joint it. locks and yeah. or chokes, yeah. choke holds and st- stuff like that. Those are the fights that are like really fun to watch because yeah. typically the way it goes is if the jujitsu guy can get a hold of the striker, yeah. it's only a matter of time before they finish yeah. it. Yeah. But so so basically, you're saying we have like a couple more weeks to mess around with Eli before he yeah, gets I know. really good at crap. So what I'm hearing is I need to go learn how to box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you guys? Uh, did you guys grow up watching boxing or UFC? I wasn't allowed. No, no? it was all basketball and football. Basketball, okay. Yeah, yeah I was that's only funny to watch football and basketball. Yeah. Um, 
We wa- I, actually, I did watch wrestling. Like back when like John Cena was like new. Like that's WWE. funny. I wasn't allowed to watch that. Stuff. Really? Yeah. 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 Me either. <laughs> Except I, I, I don't know. I was allowed to watch uh, Rakishi. Oh gosh, he I was have like no idea worst, what that is. He was like the worst like one to watch. My quote unquote uncle. Yeah. Is he a wrestler? He's yeah. someone. A son- yeah. Okay, a WWE guy. Yeah. Is he still doing it? To, no, he's. he's uh, really, no, I think he's, he's related to the, the Roman Usos, Reigns. Right? Yeah, I think oh, the, the Uso brothers are his kids. Yeah. actually. I don't they're know. called the Uso brothers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you not into? Are you not like? No, I've heard of those guys. I didn't know they're called the Uso brothers. Yeah, which doesn't make sense. Yeah, it just means brother. The brother brothers. <laughs> that's funny. That. It's like the Chai T in uh, yeah. <laughs> Spider Man. That's funny. That's funny. Chai T literally means TT. <laughs> so, you guys, so I, I have memories growing up. My dad and, and my uncles were real big boxing fans growing mm. up. So, pretty young age. Like, one of my earliest memories ever actually was going to, we lived up in Antioch at the time, going to Uncle Jesse and Uncle James's apartment because uh, Mike Tyson was fighting Lennox Lewis. Oh. And I was probably like three or four years old, but I got okay, to watch was, the fight. That must have been a while ago, Dude, yeah. th- that was my first fight I got That's to watch. Awesome. And I was. You remember that? I mean, I, I just remember like getting to go. Yeah. yeah. And that I've been a boxing fan ever since. That's but awesome. um, so you guys grew up watching basketball and football. Yeah. WWE a little bit. Nope. What? Who are you guys teams? Oh, I'm a I'm a Laker fan. I So growing up, I have to tell this every time I uh, Noah actually our new intern. Uh, was asking me who my favorite NFL team is. And growing up, I was a, a Charger fan uh-huh. because I, uh, when I started watching, uh, Daniel Tomlinson was at the top of okay. the game. Um, and then there was like a span of years where we we would do really well in the season and, and Phillip Rivers would absolutely blow it yeah. for us in the playoffs. And I was like, dude, I can't. I cannot support a team that this guy's <laughs> on. And so when I finally decided to become a free agent fan – um, I was like, who who's good around the league? And Andrew Luck was mm. at the top, oh, near man. the top. He was still getting sacked a lot. But I was like, dude, the Colts. I'm uh-huh. going to be a Colts fan. The, the following year, Andrew Luck retires. Yeah. Philip Rivers comes in. And I was like, no. <laughs> I didn't even think about <laughs> that. I totally kidding. forgot Rivers played for the Colts. But yeah, that was like, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be a fan of, of the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm a Lakers fan as well. But for NFL – uh, I used to be a Raiders fan when I was younger, and then I got to an age where I, like, understood football, and I was like, dude, suck. the Raiders suck. <laughs> I'm going to pick my own team. <laughs> and I decided uh, to pick the Baltimore Ravens because yeah. I lived okay. in Baltimore. Nice. Your parents are going to give you a call after they hear this. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, just kidding. Mom and Dad, I love you. <laughs> but uh, after I picked the Ravens, uh, I was just like – Dude, the Ravens are not doing good either. And it got to a point where I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to watch games and make fun of the Raiders. Okay. (laughs) That's funny. So I hate the Ravens. I'm a Steeler (laughs) fan. So I grew up – when I was a kid, like, that was the rivalry with Steelers-Ravens. It's still the rivalry for Steeler fans. But both both the Steelers and Ravens were good when I was, uh, like, a young fan. Joe Flacco. Yeah. Yeah, the Flacco. I mean, really, it was Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. Well, but, yeah, but uh, but, quarterbacks are easy for me to remember. So, I grew up – those were, like, my favorite games – yeah. Uh, well, depending on how the Steelers did, right? Like those were the games I really looked yeah. forward to growing up was Steelers Ravens games. Those and games were crazy. Now the Steelers haven't been like that relevant for a while now, and the Ravens are kind of they're a, like a playoff team, but yeah. I don't think they're really contenders. So their new uh, coach might be good for them. Uh, I think he's an OC. Who they got? He came. Harbaugh's still the guy there, though, right? Yeah, but there's they got a new like offensive coordinator okay. or something, or like a quarterbacks coach that um, plays a system like a lot similar to, or runs a system a lot similar to what Lamar Jackson was doing in college and at Louisville. Yeah, okay. which like typically doesn't work for long in the NFL, but right. typically you don't have Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think snaps, so. I feel like NFL offenses people are they're willing to take a lot more risks on what they're doing yeah. because I think just in general quarterbacks are getting way better like and they're just changing yeah. they're more athletic now and the typical what you used to think was like a good NFL quarterback mm-hmm. it's 
whatever that picture in is in, in your mind. Yeah. For me, it was like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Yeah. Those were like the guys. Big Ben, yeah. You don't see like a lot of guys like quarterbacks like uh-huh. that in the NFL now. I think who like, just stand back there and throw the ball. Wh- I feel like Mac yeah. Jones is like one of the only ones that is still kind of built that way. And even yeah. he like runs a little bit. More. I mean, and Mac Jones is not like no, a, yeah, he's not a top ten. Yeah, guy. no, not at all. Yeah, like think of is there a top ten quarterback in the league that is not mobile? I mean, the the is there? No. Like maybe no. Roger Aaron Rodgers, but even he can like scramble. Yeah, but he's yeah. not gonna beat you with your legs. But I don't even know if you'd say he's top ten. Would you say Rogers still top ten quarterback? I think you could. Sni- I think he could be in the t- at yeah. ten. Like I, I wouldn't be upset if somebody said, "Yeah, Rogers is like nine or ten. I'm yeah, like, All right, cool. He's not eight or above. I don't think. Hold on. Oh, let's oh, see. Yeah, let's see if sorry, we can name is... ten quarterbacks better than Aaron Rodgers. All right, Mahomes. Uh-huh. Gonna start there. Uh, Burrow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, this one might be. Is this in order? No, just okay. any ten. Uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. This might be debatable, but Justin Herbert. I would take I, Herbert yeah, over I, Rodgers. I, I was saying because I didn't know if you guys would debate that. but No, yeah. I like Herbert. I would take Herbie. Um, who else? Oh, dude, Deshaun Watson actually is still. I'm not taking that one. Okay. I, I haven't <laughs> I, seen it, bro. Like, but aside I mean, from his off-the-field stuff, like, yeah. he hasn't played. Like, I know he played last year, but. Yes, I gotta okay. see it. I'm okay. not taking. I'm okay, not accepting okay, okay. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, uh, Lamar, who we just talked yeah, about. Yeah. Um, are we are we putting Tua up there from last year? I'm not taking Tua no. over Rodgers yet. Not over. All right. But well, you can if you think. <laughs> we'll say no. Tua. Would yeah. you say uh, um, like Jalen Hurts? Uh, Jalen Hurts yeah. is definitely up there. I can't believe I forgot him. You know who I don't like a lot, and I don't think he's better than Rodgers, but he puts up a lot of good stats, is Kirk Cousins. I think Kurt's one of the most slept-on um, quarterbacks in the league. I think Kirk Cousins is in there. <laughs> I don't know if I can. I'm not taking Kirk Cousins over Rodgers. Over th- Aaron? No, okay. I'm not. I still like – Are we basing wait, off how, last year? Like, like who they are today. Right, but like – Previously, like performance from last year. I mean, yeah, you, we. I'm just thinking, yeah. like, if I, if I'm f- going to field a team literally today, August first. Okay. Yeah. I, and yeah. to win one game, would I take this guy? I think I'd still take Rodgers. I don't know. I'm yeah. probably. I just have. I just like Aaron Rodgers' game, yeah. but. I think that's what is that six or that's seven, seven or eight. Okay, so yeah, yeah I, so right I, around put, there. He's probably Rogers there. Yeah, Rodgers is somewhere is, in there. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Who would you oh, take? Oh yeah, I, yeah, I would take Russell Wilson. You still yeah. take Russell Wilson take over Russell over Rodgers? Yeah, mm. I, I don't think I would. I would think he's in a bad. Yeah, I, I think he's in a bad situation. I still believe. Let's ride Bronco Nation. <laughs> don't people? <laughs> do people ever tell you you look like him? Uh, people tell me that. All, yeah. <laughs> um, when I was in, co- I went to school in Wisconsin in Milwaukee. Oh, where I didn't he know. He had that. like his best years as a college player. Okay. And they like, I swear, half the people at that school didn't know my actual name. They all just called me Russ. Called you Russ. Yeah, and I was like, that's. Thanks. <laughs> My name's Daniel, but thanks. <laughs> um, Will, thanks for talking football with me, yeah, guys. Sorry. We <laughs> could, I know we could talk about that for a while, yeah, but yeah. Um, I want to ask you, Teddy, a question. And if you don't want to talk about this, it's fine. But I do know that there's somewhat in the works of you um, maybe going back to Samoa soon. Yeah. Do, do you want to talk about that or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. I think by the time this podcast comes out, I'll have had my meeting with the uncles. Okay. Um, well, let me let me say this. So you, your, your family is still in Samoa, right? Yes. Uh, everyone except my eldest sister. She's okay. in Vegas still. And you've been here in in Tennessee now for three years. Yes. You yeah, because you came during the pandemic. Yeah, I okay. came July of twenty twenty. Yeah, so it's literally been three yeah. three years. Um, what do you miss the most about home? Uh, probably just my family. Yeah. Uh, it whenever they get to come out or like whenever I get to go down to visit, it's always like super really like relieving of just like all the stress and all like the. Uh, I I don't want to say loneliness because like I'm not lonely out here. Mm-hmm. I have like. 50 family members out here yeah but it's like just like the the 
like reconnecting with that like my direct family sure. is just like always relaxing and like it's like peaceful in a way. Yeah. yeah. Um so definitely my family and if if I wasn't allowed to say family cuz I feel like that's a default answer uh probably say food. <laughs> the food? Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, sorry, what? Uh, <laughs> bro, what, what do you eat out there that you can't get out here? You got Pawasami and Taro right here? Someone can make it. No. Who's growing Taro out here? Okay, you're right. <laughs> we can move on. Nah, I don't eat a lot of Samoan food here. Oh, uh, yeah. I lo- yeah, but I love Samoan f- or certain Samoan food. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of, ever since I've been in Tennessee, though, I've kind of like grown away from certain Samoan foods because mm-hmm. they're like really unhealthy. Yeah. Mm. So it's going to be. No, that turkey tail. I was going to add turkey yeah, tail, yeah. I, I used to eat turkey tail, like, at least three times a week, and you should be oh eating that, like, goodness. once a month. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, a piece of chicken that's just straight fat. Oh, yeah, I know what it yeah, is. It's yeah, not fun. Um, let me ask you this. As you look back on the last three years of your life, as I look back on it, I feel like I've seen a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. I feel like you've changed a lot since you first moved here. But I'd like to ask you, like, when you think about it, what's is there anything that you see in your life as like who you are that you're like, oh, yeah, I've grown here. Or this has changed about me in the last three years. Yeah. Um, it, it If you would have asked me this question maybe a month ago, I wouldn't have been able to answer it. But uh, I've been talking to a lot of people, a lot of people about just whether, whether the decision of going back is like right or not. And um I was actually talking to Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Williams. He works with Love Squared. And we were just talking, and I was like, yeah, I just don't know if I'm ready. And he was like, okay, what what would hap- have to happen to make you ready? And in my head, I was just kind of going through, like, all right, what do I, what, what have I not learned yet? And I was just like, well, I've learned all the production stuff I wanted to learn. Uh, I've learned how to do, out- like, outreach with high school kids. I've learned how to... Uh, just love and minister to people and how just to be part of like a spiritual family and just be part of a community and how to love and guide and lead and just be with people. Hmm. And uh, I was just thinking to myself like, dude, if I already learned all this, then there's not much for me. There's not much more for me to learn that Hmm. would make me like ready to go down. Wow. And, uh, but yeah, sorry, long story short. Yeah. I just feel like a lot of the growth was just, maturity uh just learning how to be part of community how to be a part of a family and just mm-hmm. how to love god love people and lead well yeah bro i i say this about you and you dan like it's just being it's weird i, I feel like i have a unique perspective because i grew up in my family obviously and i grew up around the ministry and there have been several, a lot of great people who have come in and out of the ministry and worked. And, but I got to see, I'm honored to say that I got, I got to see like your guys first day. Basically. I remember your yeah. one of the first times I saw you was when Eli and Amelia got engaged. And oh, you, yeah. I remember, Oh yeah, that's yeah. Dan. He's the, he's going to be the new left squared yeah. intern. Yeah. Um, and then I remember you today, it was like a trick to get you onto the flight out oh, of Samoa because yeah. it was during the pandemic. But I remember we were, it was, I guess, July 2020, and I was at the pickleball courts, and uh, Tede was just there. I was like, <laughs> oh, how did he get here? Cool. I and think I pulled up to the pickleball court in, like, an Ian and flip-flops, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, three years for you, Tede, four years yeah. more. I've seen so much growth in your guys' lives, and, you, like, guys. I'm really proud to say – that you guys are a part of my family and yeah. a part of our ministry and being a part of the team, but also calling you guys my cousins. Like yeah. it's such a blessing to me. And I'm so glad that I got to have just you two here yeah. for the podcast. Cause I think our cousins and our, our community, they probably don't know how much of a blessing you guys are to, what we do here with the katina so yeah, thank, thank you. you guys dude thank you i think um it makes it easy like you're talking about growth it just makes it easy to grow in the like culture in the samoan culture um there's a lot of the like if i'm older than you you listen to what i say no matter what oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. i think you're like your your parents and you got josh you and um 
Eli, the Katinas and Love Squared culture had did a good job of like, no, that's not how we do things here. Mm, like yeah. you're going to grow and it's not going to be because I'm like limiting you what you can do. It's going to be because like we're going to walk with you and explore. And I like I just want to say thank you to you and, and your um, and the Katinas and and Jeremy and the Williams family for like honestly providing that space for us to mm. be able to do that. Because um, I don't know about you, Teta, but. I probably wouldn't be if I had not come here four years ago. I, I think I'd be a different person. Mm. Maybe not for like oh the worst, but um, I don't think I would have grown the same way that I grew while I was here. Mm. So I appreciate you guys, Thanks, Dan. Yeah, I definitely uh, agree with Dan. It's just like the the like love and environment that your family and just Jeremy and Love Squared and the Katina Ministries like just provide. Uh, and like I'm talking about like everybody from like the uncles to Levi to Joey <laughs> and yeah. Sheena yeah, Joey and too, just yeah. like Shout Dan and Nicole like everybody everybody as soon as I got here was just like well welcome to the family <laughs> Let, let's go yeah. and it's just like like Dan said nobody was sitting there like oh Teddy you can't do this you can't do that it was just like all right we're going to go together or, or we're not going at all. Yeah. And it yeah. just, I just really felt the love and I'm really appreciative and just really thankful and grateful for like just your family and mm. the opportunities that you guys provided for me and just love you guys, man. Love you, bro. Of course. It's, it's an honor to do life with you guys. And, uh, I feel bad. It took this long for us to get together for us three for a podcast. Oh, but, we're fine. Um, Thanks for inviting us, by yes, the way, man. Yes. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. I love doing this. We'll have to. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you guys will be on more shows in the yeah. future. But yeah. uh, I will end right there. So, thank you guys for being here today. Thanks, thank you. To those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. Killer. Yes, thank you, guys. Thank you. Seven. Seven? Well... Yeah.